I made a podcast. I thought, I, I felt that it sucked because the guests I'd have on were lousy. And then I tried to just make it into comedy and it's really hard to do comedy when you're not talking to anybody. Yeah. But you know, it's just subjective. Like what you think sucks, someone else might not. I agree. I agree. But I think in many ways I'm my hardest critic. And if I can't at least acknowledge that I've reached a certain level of quality and professionalism, then I don't feel that that's suitable to put out in the world. Mm. And that, that level does change. It's not, it's not very high either, but it is somewhere. But why? And if I feel I mean, it's you... absolutely shit, mm. I don't think that that would validate me in a good enough way to be able to uh, admit that and show that to other people. Yeah, but it's interesting because you and I have chatted about like content production and stuff. And like, it's, about, it's a matter of just doing. It's I a agree. Ma- it's a matter of just I... doing. Like, the thing is, like, um, yeah, I mean, it's been somewhat, I don't, I don't, stressful is not really the correct word maybe, but like once you sort of, once you sort of get underway with content production, then you're in this state where you're like, fuck, like, how do I take a break? Like, can I take a break? Right? Yeah. It's, it's a hustle. You know, um, I don't know if we talked about this, but Gary V had a recent, oh, not, not so recent, maybe a month or two ago. Um, it was a post where he said that you need to create a hundred pieces of content every day whether that's in the form of a retweet, a snap story. Um, yeah. Well, it's easy for him to say when you, it's easy for him to say when he has like what, 22 or 29 full-time staff doing it. Right. So, I mean, but he just, yeah, the point being like, just produce as much as possible. Um, you can't overproduce. I mean, that's the bottom line. Right. So yeah. content it, is king. Yeah. It's just, you can't really overproduce. How's it going with the podcast? Are Good. the clips that you Good. are posting, yes. are they new yes. ones coming in or are you just going back and cutting? Dude, I have so much fucking audio. Like there's a whole like backlog of audio. Like the shit we're recording right now, like might not even get for like six months. And I might not, okay, even, well, use, I, I, I might, I might not even use it. Yeah, no, that's, that's I, might not, I might not even use it. And there's, it's kind of cool because like, it's sort of, there's an interesting element to that documentation where it's like, you'd be, you, you would, if you, if you were to hear it seven months from now, if, and when this gets used, right. So, it'd just be like, what the fuck? um, but yeah, I mean, it's much easier to put together a podcast. I'm not fancy. I'm not fancy, dude. Like I know you had suggested like, let's do like an hour fucking unedited unscripted thing and like there are a percentage of people who'd be keen on that absolutely like undoubtedly i don't know like i think you just have to find your cadence right there's there really is no right or wrong like there's going to be people who would be like fuck i'm not going to sit i'm not going to add my way through fucking 58 minutes of this shit whereas like someone else is like you know three minute clip like he should make longer ones so i don't know i'm just i'm just focusing on doing yeah, it's totally fair. Dude. Um, but the yeah. article production is like, I'm working on a book now. I know, I so, know, that's exciting. Uh, how, how is this book going to be different from your last one? Well, the last one was just like, for, you know, sort of an activity in sort of spilling my thoughts on Japanese approach and stuff. It's just, it's just what was sitting in me at the moment. Because last July, 2018... I, June or July, that, that realm, uh, all I did was like approach that whole month in like high numbers. And I wasn't really writing much and I built a lot of potential energy from that. And it just sort of spilled out into the, into that book. It wasn't a matter of utility. Like I knew when I was writing it, that it's like, 
it's not like everyone reading my blog is going to be coming to Japan to speak in Japanese to do to do day, day game. Like I knew the niche was was extraordinarily narrow. Um, but this one is this one I'm working on now is different in that it actually will bring people value. The focus Here, here's an important question I have yeah. on your the book that you're writing. How will this be different from all of the articles that you write? Is this new content? That's a good question. Or, yeah, so yeah. actually I'm learning a shitload by doing this. Like this is actually I'm learning about blogging, I'm learning about writing, like I'm just learning a lot by putting together this book because what I've essentially done is cherry picked like various approach articles and sort of just put them into a word document. So at first you're like, well, you know, if it's, that's just essentially the blog. Right. Um, but when I go through them, I'm doing a lot of editing now and not in, not in a way where I'm killing the authenticity of the original posts but I'm doing a lot of editing as far as making it uh, readable from a book angle and also just improving some of the grammar. Like I'll find errors in stuff I've written. And then I can also cross, uh, you know, the stuff in the Word document. I can post that back into the blog. So I've improved my blog. Like I'm learning that you can create lots of articles that you think are already pretty well written and then you go back like a significant amount of time later and you see like wow like my writing actually uh could have been improved a lot so sure that's sure. what i'm learning through this process actually is like i see this as a necessary revision i see writing a book as a tool not just for like getting you know getting your message out not just for consolidating it but as a necessary longer term uh, revision process. So it's kind of, I'm, I'm, I could find like, I don't know if I could really find like an analogy, pull an analogy for that, but like maybe you've put to, if you put together like a uh, comedy skit after comedy skit over time and like each one is, is good and authentic in its own way. And then like a year later, you're like, I'm going to publish a book on like comedy skits. And then you're going back through and like that revision process teaches you a lot about, uh, how you created them. Yeah. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. 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 So I, I think, um, my question though, and I think this may be difficult, not, not just for you to answer, but for anybody to answer is, do you have a particular goal in mind for how you foresee this going and, and not, not in terms of, um, writing the book, but in terms of disseminating this message to a large number of people, that's a good question. You know, a book, a book is, a, well, in today's day and age, it's a decent way to go about it. You, you know, earlier I suggested, and by earlier, like a few weeks ago, I, I suggested create more online content, uh, video form. I think what I'm saying is, do you have a goal for how you want to publicize this information and make it available? Um, you know? Yeah, that's a, really it, good, it's a really good question. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be in terms of like money because I know it's not about the money for you. Yeah. There are obviously ways to monetize, but is your goal to reach as many people as possible? Yes. Is your goal to yes. like be there with people throughout the process? I, I want to understand that better. I think I need to experiment. I need to just do, right? So I think like I put out the first book for free. 
Right. I put it out for free. Like I put it in a post, I linked the Amazon and I linked it to a Google drive for free. And my observation was people will click through to the Google drive, but they won't actually purchase the print book. And that's understandable. Okay. That's understandable. And it's not about the money. It's not. Um, but I think right. like if you, my observation is you have lots of renowned writers where people are more than happy to acquire their content, not for free. And I think that can also uh, lend a degree of validity to the writer. Okay. I think I'm trying to experiment. I don't have that experience. That's the thing. Like I put out a book for free and now I'm like, well, I'm creating this new one. Maybe I won't put it out for free, super cheap. I'm not trying to make, um, what, I make in royalty 30%, like a buck on each book. So it's, it's clearly not about the income, right? Um, so, I, I mean, I spent tens of thousands on Facebook ads. Like if my goal is monetizing, I failed miserably. So I think I just need to sort of experiment, see how that process goes. But yes, my intent is just getting out to as many people as possible. And... I think video content, it would be, it would be great to have a team, wouldn't it? It would be great to have a content it'd be, team. It'd be it, would be, it would be great, wouldn't it? To be just, it would be great to have unlimited time. Dude. It would be great, great to have unlimited time. Right. So to have unlimited time, it's not excuses, but like, you know, we only have so many hours and writing is very metabolically expensive in terms of time writing is extremely difficult to do in that you have to be very wide awake there's like a very narrow window that i find i can write effectively um like you could approach when you're tired as fuck you can't necessarily write when you're tired as fuck so sure. like i have to writing is very difficult um i can do the pot i can put together podcast podcast clips when i'm relatively tired and then video content, it's like I would need a camera guy to do that. Like, um, oh. yes so. or no? Let, let me let me tell you what I foresee as the most viable option. I think that this book will be good for the people that can commit the time to read it. It will be helpful for your viewership. Um, it will be something tangible for for them to latch onto and to carry around and to kind of motivate them. But I think that that's only temporary. What I think you really should start doing is start to film your interactions. I know they're in Japanese and they're in, they're in Japan, but that doesn't necessarily matter. You can subtitle videos. You can blur out faces. I would let me put it this way: I would much prefer to see you put like a camera or a, a smartphone sure. in your pocket, go sure. do approaches, yeah. and subtitle them. Maybe five to ten of them. And then have a breakdown like you're doing with me right here, where it's you explaining what happened on each date, maybe going over a little bit of strategy. This is what I did. This is why I did. It did not work. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to adjust. I think people will find that much more helpful. So much just, more helpful. I mean, well, I mean, I agree with that. Like video, audio, written word. They're all, yeah. they're always going to exist, right? Yeah. So I, I like, I, I, you're saying like in a relative sense, you just think in 2019, at least like people are really starting to look in, look into video a lot more. It's funny because I actually have, I have video equipment here. Like I have proper, 
like D Rock. Okay. I, I have I have D Rock vlogging equipment. <laughs> I have D Rock vlogging equipment here. I really do. Love to see it. I have man. the. I have I'd, the I'd be yeah. Happy to help you with it. I'd love to see it. Well, what I could do is probably start like video recording and making longer segments. Like for example, I could take an unedited segment, put that on YouTube, and then yeah. But but take the audio and chop that up into individual podcasts. So there's both, right? Yeah, so that's it. Give, give it a little bit of style and some editing. I think it's gonna have much more weight than you think it will. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. So that's interesting, though. Yeah, I mean, it's uh like once you get the ball rolling with content production, I don't know what like honestly, dude. <clears throat> I know it should be about like having a certain goal and reverse engineering and all this stuff. Like I don't really know if I have a certain end goal. Like I'm sort of just producing content because I feel like I need to, like, I feel like I have, it's not, not like a responsibility to, but like, um, it really does come down to gratitude. It really does. Yeah. It really does. It comes down to gratitude. Um, you know, and then we, we sort of find that thing that we just want to give back. Absolutely. That's what I, it is. And I think that's noble. And I think that that in itself is enough of a reason to do it. All I'm saying is that when it comes to strategy and taking things to scale, there is a right way to do it. There is a slower way to do it. And then there is a non-existent way to do it. And I think that it's up to you, the content creator, to pick the most appropriate way you don't have to have an end goal say like I want to change a million people's minds but as, as from my perspective from as a genuine content creator you need to look at how can I reach the largest amount of people and how can I give them the most value possible yeah I think no I think yeah, this, if, if yeah. that is, no this is actually this is actually really helpful so I think what I'm getting what I'm getting from this is a push to uh, start vlogging longer segments and I could upload those to YouTube and then essentially splice those segments and either upload those to Instagram, those smaller segments or and or just create audio uh, for the podcast that way. Yeah. So I think that that's, a, think, that's a bonus, right? It's an addition. I think that those articles you write are great, but I think that that should be later when people discover you, if that makes sense. I would want to see people get drawn to your video content first, to your podcast second, and then to your articles third, because I think that those are reserved for people that really want to know the framework and the structure behind the theory that you apply. I want to see people view you in the streets. I want to see people then if they're interested and if they want to change on their own terms, then can transition to a podcast to pick up some dialogue and some context. And then if they're really interested and they want to make a, a change in their life, then they can visit those articles that provide a lot of concrete substance. Does that make sense? Yeah. I yeah. just think that the, the process for acquiring new viewers needs to be streamlined for you in a way that's supplementing growth and allowing you to scale without having to like bust your ass for five or, or however long it takes for you to write an article just to reach a marginal amount of viewership marginal in addition to what you already have. 
you see you see video as the viral loop essentially dude it is it is like changed my mind <laughs> it is like it's yeah. just a great a great youtube channel to take a look at it's called simple pickup i think i may have mentioned this to you three guys that are not that good looking and they had monetary interests but they created a channel now has multi-million subscribers all they do is pick up they sell a course for four hundred dollars each and these guys make i think it's ten million dollars a year each it's not about the money but it is about the growth when you look at their business model and their structuring of how they would put out content and how they would reach people from a, like a fundamental connection they would they would talk right to people and it just hooked them it, it almost hooked me i was ready to throw 400 bucks but i'm like damn i can't Fuck do that. that that always blows my mind that there's so many people willing to just like shell out so much money like that i feel bad for people i do too i was i was about to do it but i'm like i just can't do that yeah and then there's people like you that are doing it for free and are are in terms of viewership are a fraction of where these guys are i don't know i don't know the numbers of your site and um, you know, your, your outreach, but I can suspect that it's just two different ways to a common end. Yeah. So well, I don't know if that's helpful for you, but I, I thought I'd mention it. No, dude, it, it is really helpful because it's, it's, you, you know, you're playing the role of that impetus to really like get me, <laughs> no, but seriously, like it, it's, I, that's really valuable feedback, especially since like you have taken the time, which I'm very appreciative of to digest some of my content and like how I do things. So like, that's like, it's valuable feedback that, um, I've seen all of it, dude. I've watched all or listened to all your podcasts. I've read all your articles. I watched your videos of you on YouTube. Picking so up yeah, that's, that'll be the next step. That'll, that'll, that'll be the next step then is yeah. I'll start. Um, like when I do, when I do additional segments, I'll have the unedited video. Now yeah. that's just at least for like chats like this, maybe. But um, for street approach, it'd be nice to have a camera guy, right? I know. I don't have one in Japan. Yeah. You can get one. I don't have one in Japan. Not yet. Um, I could go pick up. I could go pick up some uh, like white foreign dude and be like, "Hey, man, you want to film me?" So, but. Dude, I'll, I'll slide through in the summer if you want to do some video. Yeah. I'm going to be in Thailand, and I've heard that in the summer, Tokyo is fire. So I will slide through there. Yeah. Well, I'm in Osaka. you got to come yeah. here. Yeah. Osaka. <laughs> Osaka. 